Hi, I'm Miranda Malasani. Health is Wealth with Dr. Mike is brought to you by Nature's Emporium, your neighborhood health food store offering everything natural and organic with three locations in York Region to help you to eat well and live better. For more information, visit naturesemporium.com and follow them on social for all things health at Nature's Canada. Welcome to Health is Wealth with Dr. Mike. I'm station manager Tina Cortez and my co-host is Dr. Mike Carrozza. Good morning, Dr. Mike. Good morning, Tina. And our focus today is about how pain can be a sign that you're unhealthy. Where do we go from here? Well, listen, you know what? It's um, Pain is a nuisance, of course, but you're, it's your body telling you something is going on. So this is where we have to really listen to our body. And when you look at pain and how it's related, it's always related to inflammation. This is the biggest cause. And so, you know, we talked on our previous segment on how inflammation and, you know, February was our big heart health month. And we talked about how cardiovascular disease and how inflammation plays a big role. But inflammation is a cause of a lot of major illnesses. So it's not just, you know, the arthritis or the osteoarthritis that we're known to see like around in, in our, in our, in my clinic, in my practice and patients who suffer from this, but it's more like other things that you otherwise wouldn't know. So things like heart disease, we got like things like obesity, dementia, you know, even things like Alzheimer's disease has a, has a component of inflammation. Now, when you talk about inflammation, I think this is where some of us get confused because when we think inflammation, we think swelling. That's not the case. That's not what you mean, right? No, that's, well, okay. When you have a sprain or when you hurt yourself mm-hmm. or you stub your toe, your body's going to have an inflammatory response and it's going to develop some inflammatory mediators to actually help heal you. So if, you know, the body will protect yourself from bleeding to death uh, by, by recovering and responding to inflammation. But it's when your inflammatory markers are elevated so high and so frequently, this is when disease ensues. And this is when we have a problem. And so this is the chronic states that we see. And this is where we have things like autoimmune disease, digestive health, health issues, and then allergies uh, are a big uh, component of this as well. In terms of diagnosing, how does that happen? So first off, you know, uh, you know, we, we mentioned about pain as being the symptom. So, you know, when a lot of patients come into my practice and say, Doc, you know, I have a lot of pain. Where's the pain located? Well, we want to look at what's the biomarkers here. And usually a blood test are the best for this, but we want to find out the culprits. So we look at certain lab tests that we'll talk a little bit later on. It depends on what the condition is. But for example, if you think about osteoarthritis, which is the most common form of arthritis, and then, you know, rheumatoid arthritis as well. So there's a big difference between these two. So really uh, quickly, Tina, I just want to explain what the rheumatoid arthritis factor is and osteoarthritis, what the difference is. So osteoarthritis, you'll have it in one joint. It could be in multiple joints, but it's not going to be bilateral, meaning you're not going to have it both on both knees or both arms or, or, or elbows. Uh, rheumatoid arthritis is this autoimmune disease. So this is where you're going to have that inflammation. You almost see, you can almost see individuals with both redness on both knees or both joints, uh, and it's usually bilateral, and that's the difference. Um in terms of inflammatory markers will be high with both of these in terms of blood. So you also see an HSCRP elevated, but and an ESR, which is erythrocyte sedimentation rate. This is the blood component when you're looking at patients. Um, but for rheumatoid arthritis, it's specific. You'll have to look at a rheumatoid factor, which is a blood test as well. And that'll be elevated. And that's almost how you make the diagnoses. Now, it's not so much about the diagnosis. I mean, it's not so much about I have rheumatoid arthritis, I have fibromyalgia, which is another chronic pain. 
brain uh, dealt with uh, a large part of inflammation. Now, it's not so much what diagnosis do you have. It's more on how do we combat the inflammation that is giving rise to these illnesses. And I think that's the key. So, you know, some of the labs that we spoke about, um, ESR, HSCRP, there's also the interleukins, uh, which are really important, and tumor necrosis factors as well. These are big, uh, anti, uh, more inflammatory markers that are really new today, um, but we want to look at those. And so when a patient comes in and they're with chronic pain, the reason why we want to see these markers is because, you know, if we're going to put them on a protocol, whether it's a supplement protocol, an anti-inflammatory diet, we want to see a baseline. And us as practitioners, you know, we want to see that this number is going to go down with our patients because that's how we know that we're going to actually help these patients and get these patients well. So this is how you monitor. Correct. So, I mean, if you come in with your elevated markers and your inflammatory markers are through the roof, I mean, you want to know that these are stabilizing, not only for the patient, but also for future patients. And this is what a practice is all comprised of, is, is, is you know, practice makes perfect, of course. So you want to definitely make sure that we know we're doing our best for our patients and even the therapies that are coming in, we want to make sure that the patient is actually um, responding to treatment. And the treatment, which we're going to talk about shortly, is is food because because right. let's let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food that's my slogan right it certainly is and when we come back meals that heal this is health is wealth on 105.9 the region stay with us hi i'm miranda malasani health is wealth with dr mike is brought to you by nature's emporium your neighborhood health food store offering everything natural and organic make it your one-stop destination for freshly prepared meals clean beauty products nutraceuticals and nutrient-dense options in every aisle you're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome back to Health is Wealth with Dr. Mike. Who's today's guest, Dr. Mike? Well, our special guest is Julie Daniluk. She's a registered holistic nutritionist. She hosts Healthy Gourmet. Her award-winning bestseller, which is Meals That Heal Inflammation, has helped over hundreds of thousands of Canadians and people abroad uh, to enjoy allergy-free foods that taste great. Julie Welcome. I'm so happy you're here. Yeah, great can't wait to, to get here, at Dr. it. Dr. Mike, thank oh, you so I'm much. I'm so happy you're I'm here. so great. Yeah, yeah, thank you for coming. Oh my goodness, it's a joy, absolutely, <laughs> to, to imbibe with such wonderful fruits, beverages, teas. We're already having a good time. We're, having, <laughs> we're ready to rock and roll here. We are. You know, I want to just talk uh, to point a little bit about your background. Yes. Uh, just to introduce you a little bit, because I know everybody knows you for sure, but just in case our listeners, some some of us that don't, yeah. uh, don't have this book, by the way, this book is amazing uh so meals that heal i love that meals that heal inflammation is the best book uh, for our listeners out there i mean i always promote anti-inflammatory diets and this is one of the best with the recipes but let's talk a little bit about your background i want to just get into uh, about you because you know you've been doing this for a long time I have been doing this for a long time, first and foremost, because my mother realized that I had profound ADHD and I needed to break up with sugar when I was only seven years old. So my mom found the work of Dr. Feingold, who established that sugar and dyes and really harmful foods can cause children's ADHD to spike. At the time, it was just called hyperactivity. Yes. And thank goodness, once they got me off all those negative foods, my grades went from D's to A's and I slept through the night 
date for the first time and my whole personality changed. And I think that really helped me fall in love with nutrition research because when I was going through school, I was reading more about nutrition than I ever did anything else. So it just melt, it felt so right to become a nutritionist. And then I just fell in love with cooking and making sure people knew how delicious these food items can be. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. And then, I, I mean, you know, then you wrote this amazing book, which has been out for a while now, right? Yeah, it's been out for a decade. Wow. And that's why it has sold well over 100,000 copies. And I just keep writing about this topic because it's so important. If people understood that there's major causes underneath their pain, if they got connected to the underlying reason why you become inflamed, then we know how to turn it around quickly. And that's the idea. This is the segment. This is what this uh, segment's mm. all about. We're, all ta- we're talking about pain, inflammation. Of course, there are certain signs. But most importantly, you know, something that I pride myself out in practice because I have a lot of patients who have food allergies. Yes. And, and, and so like allergies are a thing, right? And this, is, uh, this can obviously cause inflammation, right? Big time, big time. It can turns they trigger out, it? Absolutely. Okay. So it turns out underneath all these symptoms are the causes of inflammation. And I like to now pull them into four different causes because it's easy to remember. And I like to say that all of them start with the letter I. So you've got four eyes of inflammation, which is easy to remember. So out of those four eyes are infection. Then you've got irritation from food allergies. Then you've got imbalances, nutritional imbalances. You know about nutritional deficiencies. How many IVs do you give people who desperately need a nutritional top-up, which is massive? And then we also um, see we've got infection, irritation, imbalance. imbalance. And the last biggie is injury, of course. You twist that ankle, you become inflamed. So if we address the core cause we turn the inflammation off like a switch. So that's why we're with nutrition. Nutrition helps us repair injuries. Nutrition helps us fight infections. Nutrition, when we take out the allergies, we get rid of that irritation. And of course, nutrition will truly help to recover that hormonal balance once we get rid of all those irritants. So I can't believe how significant this is. And we see it with blood work. You talked so much about blood work before the break. You see a drop in the CRP the second someone addresses right their away. food. Within a month, you'll see a shift in a reduction of pain, swelling, heat, redness, and loss of function. Those five cardinal symptoms that you are inflamed, you see a reduction of all those symptoms once you get rid of the core cause. And and I think it's important. I mean, you mentioned uh, the CRP. So this is high-sensitive C-reactive protein. This is the blood mm-hmm. that we measure for our patients. And, um, you know, whether they're suffering from some kind of inflammatory condition, asthma, colitis, arthritis, this is that injury. This is that injury that their body is presenting, you know, and this is like you mentioned that switch because the inflammatory cycle, these mediators, these cell responders that are actually coming to your, um, the rescue are, are, are trying to rescue you. But these food allergies are literally turning on a switch that otherwise shouldn't be turned on and can be avoided by avoiding some of these foods, right? And the great news is the food can taste wonderful that substitutes for your crave food. So you often crave foods that you're allergic to because you get a big pop of adrenaline to help you quench the fire. So how interesting that when we eat something we're allergic to, initially we get the incorrect signal. We actually get a, a bit of reward for eating that food. 
food because we get this rush of adrenaline that works a bit like a antihistamine. Let's look at the EpiPen for a minute, right? EpiPens mm-hmm. are a massive dose of adrenaline. So when you eat something you're allergic to, your body elicits that response. So that's why we keep chasing the foods that we're allergic to. People have a really hard time breaking up with ice cream, pizza, cookies. But what if I told you I can give you pizza, ice cream, and cookies as long as they're free of white sugar, white flour, dairy, all those big trigger foods? We get rid of those with my cookbooks. And that's, I think, the most important thing because for the (laughs) longest time, you know, I I do a lot of food allergies, as you know, in my practice. Mm. And so um, you mentioned the good point about being deficient and nutrient Mm. deficient. And sometimes, Mm. uh, Tina, patients will come in and will look at their blood work and maybe their B12s and iron will be low and that's the only symptom. And of course, their inflammatory markers are elevated. And you're just like, wow, this is a food intolerance that we're dealing with because this this person's not, you know, like if you sometimes see a male, for example, who's not menstruating and has low iron, that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. You're not absorbing things. There's there's an issue, right? Yeah. Uh, and that issue sometimes is this inflammatory response as yes. a result of consuming a food that you otherwise shouldn't be consuming and is causing this allergy. So, I mean, to understand this and to remove it, and then once you remove this from individuals, because I test a lot of people on there, and they come in for their, their, their second or third visit after their allergy testing, and they're like, oh boy, I better go eat my McDonald's before or something. Um, <laughs> and let, let me go eat my ice cream or my pizza or my pasta because I think he's going to take it away from me. And it's interesting how they know. Mm. It's interesting how people, and you just mentioned it, mm-hmm. it's that rush food, that food, but but people know yeah. what they potentially are allergic to. They know. And it's sometimes they don't want to sort of believe it. But isn't it interesting that once they get rid of that food, they had no idea how good they can how feel. How good they can feel. They so they how clear-headed yeah, they exactly. can feel, how jo- their joint pain goes down, their their mood improves, and all of a sudden they're like, oh, wow, I didn't realize I felt 20 years older. And I feel better. And now I feel fantastic. I feel like I've peeled years off myself. So it's totally worth it. you got to try it. <laughs> and it's, it, yeah, exactly. And I and I think, you know, it's, it's not over. Like, life mm. is not over because you cut out gluten life is not over because you cut out dairy and you mentioned that you said it right i mean i eat like this this is probably something that i obviously pride myself on and you know we don't want to miss the fun right oh and you can have so much fun you can have so much fun i have just created a baguette that tastes exactly like a baguette (laughs) Uh, you know you name a food i've pretty much got a substitution for it ice cream oh my goodness i got a chocolate ice cream that my nephew was eating it the other day he's like i can't tell the difference and this is you know a 25 year old guy who typically would want to have sugar no he's totally enrolled in this lifestyle yeah and i think it's interesting because my kids they're quite young Mm -hmm. and uh, they're getting older now yeah. So, you know, there's no more trickery involved uh, <laughs> in terms of substitution trickery because it's like, hey, let's have some ice cream. Now they're like, dad, this is not organic. It's not gluten free and it's wow. not dairy free. Why am I eating this? Wow. You know, we're talking Good about seven, them. seven That's and eight year old kids, right? That so, is so cool. I mean, so, Good for you. so it's that whole lifestyle, that, that lifestyle approach. Let's talk about quickly, let's talk about the anti some anti-inflammatory foods. Let's get right yes. in. Let's talk about diet. So there are certain foods, you know, everybody's on this big health kick right now, right? Everybody's on this big health kick and I, I love it. I love that people are trying to get healthy. It's the new norm. Isn't it is great? the new norm and it's but it's That's books a great way to put it. yeah but it's books like this that are that bring not only credibility obviously because of your background but bring uh, it's like almost throwing a life preserver to these individuals because some of these people they watch this uh, documentary and they're inspired and they want to be vegetarian 
You know, so I had a patient that came into my office. I want to speak to this point and it'll ba- basically lead into our, our next discussion. But she came into my office and she says, doc, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm changing my life. I says, wow, that's, this is wonderful. I love this. This is, this is great. I'm now a pescatarian. I says, mm-hmm. oh my God, that is incredible. That's great. Do you know what? The, well, I think I know what it means. I'm going to eat fish, fish and vegetables, right? Pesca, pescatore, the, it means the, the fisherman and, mm-hmm. and the vegetarian. So it's basically vegetarian. Anyway, so I said, that's wonderful. Okay, so I looked at her food log and I checked out what she was eating and she's consuming basa fish. Basa fish and tilapia mm. as her main staples. And I said to her, I says, you know, after looking at this, I said, you know, where did you get the knowledge about the pescatarian? I think, I think you have some good knowledge. She, well, I read something that it's really good and, and fish is anti-inflammatory. I said, look, you got some really good points. However, if you do it wrong, if you're not doing it correctly, you're going to get yourself in trouble. So what we talked about is we talked about sustainability and mm-hmm. fish that are really sustainable and being the vegetarian and showing how it's more anti-inflammatory longevity, more cancer, um, you know, uh, depletion and sort of cancer risks and whatnot. And, but when we look at the fish, a bass of fish is, is, uh, fished in the waters of China that are the most polluted, wa- polluted waters in the world. And it comes frozen and it's all this kind of stuff. And she had no idea and she's eating it three times a week. So, what I would just want to make sh- you know make sure our, all our listeners are on this and and with your help as well, Julie. You know if you're going to go on a track, just really do some really good research onto the sources of where your foods are coming from, and sustainability I think is the most important. So if you're going to go on this uh, vegetarian kick, if you're going to go on a gluten free kick, or if you're going to go on a dairy free kick, of course we want to think about. We don't want to further toxify our bodies so that now it's just going to create, uh, it's going to wreak havoc even more so. So in terms of diet, what advice can we give individuals? Because, you know, this anti-inflammatory notion is important, but it also means to like shop organic, right? Organic is a big piece because when we do good by the planet, we almost always do good for us. So shopping at your local farmer's market, shopping organically are two ways that you can just feel really confident about. Because when we shop local, know that even if a farmer um, here in Canada, they're, they're so limited in what they're allowed to spray on a crop, where international imports, they can still use DDT. They can still use some really scary pesticides. Uh, as you talked about with fish farming, the fungicides that are allowed in international waters, et cetera. And the smaller the fish, the healthier the fish, and often the higher in omega-3, which is a massive topic that we could talk about a whole hour on. (laughs) But omega-3 is one of the most powerful inflammation reducers and how it works is by truly helping give your every single cell of your body an oil change so that you absolutely can have better cell communication and reduce all those inflammation markers that we talk about. And that's amazing. And let's talk about what other foods, um, mm. you know, we, we talked, we spoke about and, and predominantly on the show about things like nightshades and, and mm. vegetables. I mean, what can you give our listeners in terms of uh, a little bit of knowledge about foods um, to, to avoid? Like okay, foods to avoid. I've got the hot list. Absolutely. So number one, deep fried foods. Because deep fried foods, let me give you an example. Potato chips. You take a potato, you cut it into little bite-sized pieces, then you deep fry it. By deep frying it, you hyperheat the oil, which creates so much toxicity. And then you create acrylamide, a toxin that happens when when carbohydrate heats 
hits frying oil, it creates this toxin called acrylamide that's terribly inflammatory. Then potatoes are one of the most serious um, nightshade veggies, which pro-inflammatory, pro-inflammatory nightshade vegetables, which contains an alkaloid called solanine, which is very inflammatory. So potato chips are at the top of my hit list. The good news is, is when we take um, other veggies, say if you think of parsnips or something really delicious, celerac root, and you slice it nice and thin and you bake it off at lower temperatures using good quality oils like an avocado oil, you can have that crispiness you crave. You can have that satisfaction. Does it taste the same? It does. Well, it it tastes great. great. It tastes great. And you're getting that starchiness, that saltiness that you crave, but you're not getting all the inflammation that you were getting from the potato chips. So I'm all about the direct substitution. Let's use one more example. Instead of having uh, necessarily ice cream, ice cream I call triple yin death, which you'll appreciate from the traditional (laughs) Chinese medicine world. When you have um, ice cream, you're having frozen dairy, which is extremely mucus forming, very inflammatory. And white sugar is basically just dumping inflammation on your head. Like it's the worst thing (laughs) you could possibly have in your body. So bad. So when we take ice cream and we directly substitute it with some beautiful coconut cream that's that's whipped up with a low-carb substitute, my favorite being monk fruit. So delicious. Monk fruit is really good. So good. It's an it's an Asian sweetener that's 200 times sweeter than sugar, doesn't have any calories in it. Is it konjac? Is it is it referred to? Actually, konjac is another root vegetable okay. that I really appreciate all these new substitutes that are coming out. Easy to find? It, yeah. it is now in places like, like a health food store, like Nature's, Nature's Emporium, um, have so many of these great substitutes. And then we, we cream that up and all of a sudden we're eating it and you're like, I can't believe this is an ice cream. So just know that you can have all your pleasure, you can have all your fun, but you don't have to become more inflamed through the process. Exactly. With that direct substitution, you can have all that passion. Fulfilled. It's all about fulfillment. Yes, right? that's the key. And I and I and I love that you bring that to 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 the show because it's all about. Look, I like something cold. I like something creamy, right? And it's like you know we can take that away, but if you substitute it, you don't have to pay the price. How many people are told, "Oh, you like crunchy? Go eat celery sticks." Yeah. I'm sorry, it's not gonna work. Yeah, right? yeah. You're gonna last three days, and then exactly. you fall off the di- the diet wagon. So I say, get rid of the diet wagon. Instead, slowly create your own live it versus a diet. I'm all about creating your own plan that's sustainable and works in your life. That's the key. Yeah. It's more sustainability and what makes sense. You know, when yeah. people come into the practice and they come in and my patients and they say, look, I want to give up this. I want to stop that. Listen, take it slow. One step at a time. Yeah. You know, you can't just give up everything. Let's, uh, let's, let's give up one thing at a time. Let's substitute it. Let's just get rid of the most important things, the ones that are really affecting you. Yes. And then let's make some really, really serious substitutions. And I think mm-hmm. that's how we're going to get people well. And that's yeah. the idea. Um, so we talked about the blood test and, 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 and whatnot. I mean, if we have to think about um, some supplements, because, you know, most importantly, diet is probably 90% of the work. I mean, yes. obviously, uh, changing your diet, cutting off the foods that, are, uh, that you're allergic to, and putting in some uh, more anti-inflammatory foods, or just cutting out the pro-inflammatory foods alone will help, right? Yes. If you just cut out the pro-inflammatory foods, that will help. I mean, I have some examples here, some turmeric. <sighs> Can't All wait right. to have this with you. So I have some, we have some turmeric shots. We have to have a, a yeah. good shot. Yeah, we have to have Cheers. a good shot. Cheers. Anti-inflammatory here. So, so this is 100% cold press turmeric, right? And 
I promise you, it's not that strong. It's I love weird. it. I love it. So let's talk about let's Woo. talk about the health benefits of of turmeric. I would love that. So turmeric. Oh, by the way, Tina, you have yes. to do it. I will. I yeah, will definitely it, do it. It is. And fantastic. Dr. Mike, let's remind our listeners where can they watch this video yes. of you guys taking your shot? <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, they're going to watch it on uh, IGTV. Excellent. It's going to be posted, of course. Excellent. And we're going to cheers. Yes. Cheers. Incredible. But how good is it? It's like it's so good. So let's talk about the. the I'm going to finish drinking mine, but know, you can right? maybe you can I talk to us will. about sure. what what is turmeric. Like, what does it do and why is it important to be cold-pressed? So, turmeric is a fantastic root that's extremely popular in Asia mm. and India. And it contains this active ingredient called curcumin, which profoundly is profoundly anti-inflammatory. One of the most studied of all of the herbal wow. remedies. And I absolutely love the fact that in India, where they have the highest amount of turmeric, they see a very low incidence of dementia and Alzheimer's because the brain inflammation is so reduced by daily consumption of turmeric. And it's real, folks. Yeah. I mean, this is real. This is, mm. you can't, like, in terms of anti-inflammatory in a plant, is this probably one of the most powerful mm. of anti-inflammatory in terms of take it? Can anyone take it? What about someone with an irritable bowel? Well, the only thing with turmeric that we do have to be mindful of is that certain medications we have to just check in about, and that's why it's so great. Remember, I'm here to fulfill on the prescription, but having a great naturopathic doctor or functional medicine doctor will be so important to check whether the medications you're on would fit with a supplement like this, because this does actually slow down the phase one process of your liver and speed up phase two. So sometimes people just have to be mindful of that depending on their genetics, whether they are a good fit. Yeah. So um, things like blood thinners, if you're on them, sometimes it could, yeah. it can hinder this. Yeah. Um, if you have uh, any kind of ulcers, sometimes it could, it, it, in the end, it's going to help uh, because it's an anti-inflammatory, but it is going to burn and it is going to irritate the lining of certain intestinal uh, issues, especially irritability. So just be careful. And whenever you're taking something, just always, you know, run it by your doc or your functional medicine doctor. And at the end of the day, you know, we're the, we're the coaches on the back end. And, you know, um, having like a quarterback, uh, if you will, just putting it into a sports analogy, just having a quarterback like Julie to say, Hey, look, this is what we got to do to lead the team. At the end of the day, we're a team. And this is part of a team approach. Your medical doctor, your naturopath, your functional medicine, your expert, your nutritionist, we're all gonna, we're all trying to help individuals uh, to get to that goal. And ideally, you know, we gotta do as much as we can. And sometimes uh, for sure foods are gonna be important. Um, so in terms of, you know, your favorite, uh, mm. let, I'm curious, I'll tell you my favorite. What's your favorite, what's your favorite otherwise supplement that you can't get from food that you would probably recommend to some patients? Well, I do know that a probiotic is critically important because it not only reduces inflammation, not only heals your mm -hmm. digestion, mm -hmm. it also has been clinically proven to reduce anxiety. And we're going to see this more and more. Um, they're actually being called psychobiotics because they affect your mood so profoundly because probiotics have the power to increase your neurochemistry like serotonin, which is so exciting. So I love having a good quality probiotic. And of course, you can get it in your food by increasing your sauerkraut, your pickles, your fermented foods, especially veggies, instead of focusing on sugar ferments. Yeah. We don't want to have more beer or more kombucha. We need to really focus on the veggie forms of fermentation. But I just think if you do want to have it in a pill, make sure that it's human strain, yep. make sure it's proven strain, and make sure 
sure that it's got lots of different strains so that you replenish your good bacteria after antibiotics. And I'm so happy that you mentioned about the prebiotic because I was like excited because I know we didn't like uh, review this and I knew you were going to hit us up with the, like some education, some really good research and especially the sauerkraut bit. I think it's great. <laughs> um, just, just to reiterate this. So there have been several studies that RCTs that show microbial modification actually can reduce inflammation, especially with things like GI um, and, and uh, rheumatoid arthritis, MS, and ulcerative colitis. There is research right now. We're dealing with a microbiome issue. Mm-hmm. Bugs and beneficial bacteria, which are probiotics, actually will be treating certain infections and reducing things like inflammation. It's huge. So, I mean, this, this ends our show, but I'm so excited and so happy you're here, folks, for our listeners out there. Meals that heal inflammation. Everybody, everybody has this book, but you need to have, if you don't have it, you have to get this book. It is incredible. Some of these recipes are just like amazing. Like you, you really have to get this book and thank you very much for coming on the show. It is amazing. Such a pleasure to have you here. It's an honor to be here. Thank you guys. Where can our listeners connect with you? At Julie Daniluk, D-A-N-I-L-U-K is my last name and I'm available on all media fronts at my name, Julie Daniluk. Excellent. And Dr. Mike, just before we wrap up the show, if our listeners want to connect with you and your team at Apple Med, how can they do that? So applemed.ca is our website. Uh, you can check us out on Instagram, Apple Med Clinic, um, and you can check out our IGTV uh, episodes as well. You can reach us at 905-417-4000. And we're at 3560 Rutherford, Unit 45. We're here in Vaughan. And thank you very much for listening. That's our show for this week. If you missed any part of Health is Wealth, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. I'm Tina Cortez. Thanks for listening. Have a question for Dr. Mike? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059theregion or email us info at 1059theregion.com.